start talking. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is episode 260 of the Paul Truesdell Podcast. And always, we've got a tough crowd. Well, today's episode is titled, The Russians Are Inside Sputnik. That's right, the Russians are inside Sputnik. Yeah. Well, it's only 303 days left to buy pure junk, Chinese garbage, crap, clothing, knockoffs, just complete worthless things that no one will ever remember for Christmas 2022. That's right. And I want you to always remember, never forget, buy only what you're going to use, but use everything you're going to buy. And my dad who said only a rich man can afford to buy things that are junk and with that as we always do for all of you who are delivering that non-stop delivery service of boxes and trash that's going into the landfills across america those guys that aren't getting paid enough the amazon the fedex ups drivers what we have to say to you Yeah, keep it rolling and got to get all that junk for you. Seems like we do this every single time, right, Bill? I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. And we're recording today in the Truesdale Professional Building and joining me around the table. None of us are wearing pants. We're just airing out our dirty laundries. Is none other than Roscoe, my buddy. Yeah. Curly Joe. Certainly. Tiny Tim. Yes. The Reverend God bless you, Ralph. Oh. From Damascus, Leon Gasamascus. From the forest in the uh, Marion County area outside of uh, Ocala. Wow. That's Bubba. And then none other. The greatest, the latest member of our team. Who could it be? Oh, boy, that'll give you a headache. That's Tarzan. So it's time to think. It's time to reflect. It's time to drink and to throw stones at all the hypocrites we have in the world among us. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Well, since it's my podcast and it's got my name, I'm going to do whatever I darn will please. Is that fine with you, Curly Joe? So one of the things I want to talk about, I want to talk about the 1950s and the 1960s, because everybody thinks that, oh, it's never been done before. So let's go back in time and have a little conversation. Red alert! What was that? Red alert! That'll be apropos because 13,011 days, that's 13,011 days ago, it was October 4th, 1957. And I can tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, Red alert! There was a red scare. You see, we had a thing called the Soviet Space Program. Ah, those Soviets. They were around back then. They were around when I was a little boy. They're around now, and they ain't going anywhere, folks. They're not going anywhere. Those folks have been around for a long, long time, and one of the things we've got to do in the world is start getting along with people instead of always trying to kill people and influence change. But unfortunately, everybody is... Red Alert! All wigged out about Red Alerts. 
So the Soviet space program launched a low orbit satellite. It's called Sputnik. And it had a battery on it. And the battery lasted a grand total of three weeks and then it died. And then it started coming back to Earth and everybody was freaking out. It was going to hit New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and all points in between. It was going to litter the United States with radioactive material or there were little green men that were in it. That's right, there were little green army men inside Sputnik. At least that's what everybody thought there was. And when I say everybody, I do mean everybody, because this thing caused what's known as the Sputnik crisis. Now, I want you to go back in time, for those of you who can't stand to read and don't know history, you just gotta dig it a little bit, okay? There was a guy by the name of Orson Welles, and he wrote and directed this thing called War of the Worlds. And it was a radio show, and it scared the holy bejeebies out of people. We had the Cold War going on right then, and boy, the Cold War really went nutso with the launch of Sputnik. And the reaction to people to Sputnik was a lot like Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. So we started having a space race. And yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> So the Cold War went on for a long, long time. Now, one of the things the space race in Russia did, they launched their satellites from the Sputnik from a place called, and it's kind of hard for me to pronounce this, so I'm going to spell it, K-A-Z, Kazakh, A-K-H. It was a Soviet Socialist Republic. Now, you should know that it has since been renamed. And this thing is huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely just massive. It's now Kazakhstan, and Kazakhstan is one of the least populated countries in the world. It's the largest landlocked country in the world. It has a heavily Muslim population and there's literally like six people per square kilometer or the equivalent of 15 people per square mile in this thing. But they generate a lot of oil over there. They got a lot of minerals, a lot of resources. And believe it or not, they're a member of the United Nations. They've got a, a constitutional republic. They got a very multicultural heritage. It's kind of cool to read about it. But if you look at where it's at, I think that's that's a, a big deal. It's literally very close to, well, it's China, and you've got Mongolia, and you got Russia, and you got Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, and then you're still just a little bit north of, oh, where else? You got Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. So you got all the stands around there. And then if you go a little bit to the west, there's a country in between called Russia, and you got Ukraine. So here's the thing not that far away is Moscow. Not that far away. And I say this is because that's where they launched their satellites back in the day. And and Kazakhstan won its independence on December 10th, 1991. They declared their uh, independence from the USSR and they became a republic on December 16th, 1991. I'm telling you all this kind of stuff because this was the last republic to leave the USSR, okay? And when you think about it like this, think of the United States breaks up, okay? We're done. And you have a place like Texas that says, we're done, we're out of here. That would be an equivalent. But more importantly, you know, it would be like um, because of the proximity to Moscow, go, kind of like uh, the Carolinas and Georgia, maybe even uh, Kentucky and Tennessee saying, we're out of here. If you lived in the Beltway, you might be a little stressed. So I'm telling you this because I want to tell you a story about Red Alert. living in Dallas, Texas as a little boy and what my dad did because, well, you had people that were kind of stupid. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus 10? 21. You stupid. People got no respect for the brain dead. So 
going back in time, you know, we all have cell phones now, but there used to be a thing called copper lines and everybody had a line, a telephone line in their house, right? And before push button phones, those were called princess phones back in the day. We had rotary dial phones. You put your finger in a little hole and you moved it around. So if you've not seen one of those things, go on Wikipedia, type in rotary phone and you can see that. If you can go online to Wikipedia, look up some of the old laugh-in television uh, shows and uh, Ruth Buzzy and her little, or was it Ruth? wasn't Ruth Buzzy. Who was it? Oh, it'll come to me in a little bit. Anyways, you had one ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy. Uh, Lillian Tom, Thompson, Thompson, something like that. Anyways, I digress. But one of the things that my mom and dad had, my dad had his own phone number. And our phone number was Franklin 439. So in other words, the phone number literally had five digits. FR 439. That's it. FR 439. So if you look on your phone right now, you can still see that you have uh, the alphabet on it. Literally from A to Z, beginning with number two, ending in number nine. So it would have been 37439. That was our phone number. That's all there was. Didn't have these 27 digits. That was at five. And we had a neighbor across the street. As my mother and father would tell the story, and I'm, I was old enough to know that she wasn't quite wired right. She was very jealous of the fact that our household had our own line. You see, back in the day, you had party lines. My dad had a business, and he was fed up when he could hear, he's talking business, he could hear somebody picking up the phone line. And he knew exactly who it was because it's a party line. Again, go to Wikipedia and look it up. You can see what a party line is. So dad just had a line drug into the house, and we had his own phone. And this woman used to say to my mother periodically, remember, this is the 1950s and 60s, when women wore house dresses and they didn't wear pantsuits. Pantsuits, you hear that? Damn sure didn't wear jeans or spandexers or any kind of stuff. Women didn't wear tennis shoes. If they did, they were kids. Ah, just another era, right? Is what it is what it is. A lot of people, including this woman, were losing their mind over Sputnik. And the neighborhood got a little frosty on things, meaning that, that the Russians were going to attack and people were doing some really weird and stupid things. <laughs> My dad used to tell a story of a guy that pulled out his World War I pith helmet, started uh, saying, we're, we're going to have to get ready for the invasion and stuff like that. So my dad went and got a bunch of aluminum foil. Aluminum foil was a fairly new thing, by the way, back then. And he got a big old ball of, I don't know, styrofoam or whatever he made it out of. He just made a big old ball. And it was about the size of, a of the damn Sputnik. He put some sticks on the thing and covered it all up. And my dad called a neighborhood talk. <laughs> got everybody around and he waited to pull this thing out and there was probably 20 30 neighbors over at our house in Dallas Texas and it was a real clear night and he planned it just right everybody came out and my dad went to the garage and he opened the garage door and he pulled this thing out and uh, you could hear this one woman going oh, oh she just lost it I think her husband sh sharded himself. But you can't make this kind of stuff up. This is actually, this is real stuff. And I'm one, doing this because I want you to understand that in one way, times are changing. Other ways, they're just not. You know, people are people are people. They've been people for a hell of a long time. A lot longer than you think. And so dad pulls out his homemade Sputnik. <laughs> satellite. And my dad was pretty sharp mathematically. That's where I get it from. That's where my son gets it from. I believe in epigenetic memory. Look that term up as well, epigenetic memory. If you believe in evolution, you got to believe in epigenetic memory. It's not exactly politically correct, but like I am. So dad pulls out his <laughs> space toy. <laughs> It 
So after the woman across the street just about passes out, he's talking about, look, they've launched this thing and he described what rockets are and the whole nine yards and blah, blah, blah. He said, I'm going to show you because it's going to go overhead in just a little while. So he timed it. So he had about 30 minutes to discuss what this thing was. He went through the whole nine yards and he actually talked about a guy by the name of Werner von Braun, who was a German. And you got to remember after World War II, the Russians grabbed a bunch of German scientists. We grabbed a bunch of German scientists scientists. And if it wasn't for Von Braun, we wouldn't have NASA today. Although today they're trying to scrub him from the history books because he's a German. can't scrub history, folks. You can't scrub it. It is what it is what it is, and you just can't do it because if you do it, you're going to pay a serious price long term. So the neighbors, they had some hysteria. So we get everybody squared around, and um, dad's doing his show and tell thing. So I remember him, God, it seems like yesterday, and that's been a long time ago, but it seems like yesterday dad looked at his watch and said, okay, it's going to come from over, let's say, um, um, Gillespie's house, and it's going to go and arc about such and such, and it's going to go over, uh, God, what was her name? Rodriguez. Go over Gillespie's house and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cross over the Rodriguez house. And this is about where it's going to be. And, and oh, we, sure enough, there's the satellite. You could see this little thing going across the sky. Now, there were several Sputniks. Obviously, the Russians were kicking our ass in these things. My dad was explaining to people what a satellite is and the, the future and what could happen. No, nobody knew. I mean, he said it was just, you know, space exploration, Buck Rogers and all that kind of stuff. But I swear to God, my mother and father's grave. He still had people who were Red alert. terrified that the Russians were going to drop little green men, army men, little Russian army men out of Sputnik and they were going to invade. And no matter what my dad said, that's just the way it was. So like my dad used to say, you know, some people. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus ten? 21? You stupid. Whoa. Yeah, so I remember mom and dad sitting in the kitchen, dad having a cup of coffee with my mom and saying, honey, there's no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. I think that's about the time uh, I realized, to be very blunt with you, that, um, yeah. And now, folks, it's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. Yeah, well, that's when I started really trusting my dad because uh, dad just made sense and simply laid it out to him. I mean, I'm a little guy. And that's the one thing I, my parents always did. They always talked to me and my sister. God rest all their souls. They're all gone. In good old plain, simple language. Explain complex topics really simply. And I do the same thing. That's one of the hallmarks I have in life is I can take a complex item and break it down into incredibly simple. Now, what happened was there was a movie. Oh, figures there'd be a movie. There was a movie that came out. Came out in 1966. It's a comedy, and it has some really cool people in it. it. Had Carl Reiner in. It had Eva Marie Saint, who she was a looker at the time. Alan Arkin. That was his first major role. Brian Keith, who wound up committing suicide. Theodore Brickle. Jonathan Winters. Philip. Uh, John Philip Law. Uh, you had a bunch of cool people in this thing. Okay, and it was released by United Artists on May 25th, 1966. What do you think the name of the movie was? <laughs> Thank you.
That was the era in which you had movies like uh, Stop the World and Want to Get Off. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And in this one, it was called The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Can't make it up. It was cool. Red alert! So anyways, it uh, got some awards, and it was a movie about the Russians and a submarine that basically gets uh, lost and winds up in our uh, backyard, and it's just a uh, wacky (laughs) type movie. If you haven't seen it, dig it up, take a look at it. Granted, it's not going to be the kind of um, movie of today with all the shoot 'em up and everything everything else. It's just a good feel-good movie, and it's about people coming together. The Russian sailors and the Americans, they get to meet each other, they screwed up, and boy, the Air Force wants to bomb this thing, but instead, Americans create a flotilla, and they get the guys out, and, you know, they cheer them, and off they go, you know, back into deep water safety. Hey, listen, we made a mistake, we made a mistake. But you understand, the point of this is, frankly, this, and I'll tell you how this all came about. I did a thing on trots, and if you haven't seen trots, take a look at trots. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things I do is I, I try to do in trots a little bit extra explanation. So we had a pretty good video, I thought, where we talked about what Putin has said, how he was in front of the camera, how dynamic he is, how articulate he is versus some of the presidents we've had of late. He's basically able to sit back and articulate and make a, a case that no president, not, not Biden, not Obama, not Trump, not Bush, none of them can make. This guy is, you have to respect him. And I had somebody actually send me a thing saying, whose side are you on? I said, I'm on the side of truth. And the truth of the matter is, we're people. There's people there, we're people. The government seems to can't get along. You know that and I know that. And frankly... I'd like to start with a list of people I can do without. A proctologist with poor depth perception. Any woman whose hobby is breastfeeding zoo animals. A cross-eyed nun with a bullwhip and a bottle of gin. A waitress with a visible infection on her serving hand. And any man whose arm hair completely covers his wristwatch. Okay, that's enough of that. And uh, some of the people that I can't stand being around are politicians who will lie nonstop to everyone. Because I got to tell you, things like this can get out of hand real quickly. And there's just way too many people looking for a fight. And as everybody knows, I have no problem defending myself or defending somebody else. I have no problem pulling a gun. And you shoot at me, I'm going to put the three right in you. Two in the chest, right between the eyes. I've done it before. I don't give a rat's ass. Pull a knife, I'm going to pull a gun. Pull a, a club, I'm going. I'm still going to pull a gun. I'm, I'm not. I'm getting too old to, to do fist fights anymore. And if I have to, I'm going to be really vicious. I'm not just going to slug you. I'm going to bite you. I'm going to thump you. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I want to live. They want to live. Everybody wants to live. But what I don't know and don't understand is why government calls their people terrorists. Why they are quick to blame everybody to be this color or that color, the good or bad. You know, if a lot of people are fed up, you all start listening to it. And I'm telling you, I mean this sincerely. As an investment advisor, as a guy who likes stability, as a person who wants, you know, I believe in the Rodney King approach. Can't we all just get along? It's getting a little old, boys and girls. All the fighting, carrying on and bitching, it's getting a little old. I'm going to do my ending and then we're going to do a little song. This concludes the public version of the Paul Truesdell podcast. The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to paultruesdell.com and complete the contact form.
Are you still here? Why? The good stuff is on PaulTruesdell.com. The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to PaulTruesdell.com and complete the contact form. Now get going. Go over to PaulTruesdell.com and become a friend. Go. Get. Now. This is Matthew. What's the matter with you? Joanna and Brian told you what to do. What are you waiting for? Okay. One more time. Go to PaulTruesdell.com. Click on contact. Complete the form. Become a friend. Crazy simple stupid easy. This is a little song called Dancing in the Sky by Peak. I thought it'd be appropriate. What do you think? So what I want you to do is go to paultruesdale.com. That's paultruesdale.com. If you're listening on a third-party podcast player, go to my website. This is my personal site, not a business site. And click on the contact form and sign up to uh, get the password to get to Trots. Instead of Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story, it's Truesdale's Rest of the Story. Always remember, a lot of these people do things that are so serious. Gotta laugh. Sometimes you just gotta laugh. And our site generally is videos. And uh, do that. So this song, I think, is a good one to stretch and bend. It's about 3 minutes, 12 seconds long. Remember, there are seven components of investing. In the order of importance, it's mindset, physical, emotional, intellectual, relationship, financial, and risk. You got to take care of your risk. You never know what could happen. So, but the big thing here, I want you to stretch and bend to this thing. Get up, move, stretch a little bit. And while you're doing it, think for yourself. Don't just think outside the box. Reject that the box even exists. Now, when this song ends, I'm going to play a little thing from Mike Wallace that will talk a little bit about the flu and the vaccine and all the people that were killed by the vaccine that went haywire when President Ford was in office. And I remember this very, very well. You know, my nickname is Trues, but somebody's called me P. Daddy Trues. So now my new nickname is P. Daddy Trues. Do you think that works? I don't know. Let me know. Give me a holler. Use the contact form.
You know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, nothing ex- nothing beats experience. You got to get out and sniff some dirt. You got to kick the tires. Sometimes you got to bark at the moon. And you got to have compassion for real people paying real taxes with real jobs, with real families and real struggles. The flu season is upon us. Which time about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to... Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday if this keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, this was the late, great Mike Wallace. His son has been on Fox for a long, long time and recently left. This was 1976 when this aired on 60 Minutes. So for those of you who want to take me to the woodshed and say, you can't play things like that, drop dead. Soon you'll be able to walk into your Admiral dealer's store and confidently buy the style radio or radio phonograph you want. The selection of Admiral radios will be complete. There'll be radio phonographs with the famous Admiral exclusive features. Slide away that makes loading and unloading your record changer so easy. And the foolproof Admiral automatic record changer. There'll be consoles and table models and newly designed cabinets of fine woods and modern plastics. There'll be farm sets and portables in many styles and sizes, including the popular Admiral Bantam, the camera-type radio that operates on alternating current, direct current, or self-contained batteries. There'll be new electronic refinements and AM, FM, and shortwave reception. And now about television. Admiral's extensive research assures television receivers with true Admiral quality. So, whatever you want in radio, you'll find it in an Admiral, America's smart set. You can get a very good idea of what Admiral will offer if you're right for a free copy of the new full-colored booklet entitled It's a Promise from Admiral. Just write your name and address on a penny postcard 
and mail it to Admiral in care of this radio station. That's all. Just your name and address mailed to Admiral at this station. And mail your penny postcard and get your Admiral TV. Yes, TV. We've been watching Crud for a long, long time. I don't know. Does things really change? Oh, the magic formula, the secret pill, the shot. Waiter. Waiter. Bill, did you have a seasage poor service? I'm going to call a manager. Take it easy, Walt. What's mostly wrong is your grouch. I'm sorry, Phil, but my digestion is so upset. What you may need for your poor digestion is something that works after nature's own order. Try Carter's Little Liver Pill. Good advice. When your digestion is upset and you feel headachy and irritable, take Carter's Little Liver Pills. You see, each day, nature normally produces about two pints of a vital digestive juice to help digest your food. If nature fails, your food may remain undigested, leaving you headachy and irritable. To feel cheerful and happy again, take Carter's Little Liver Pills. They increase the flow of this vital digestive juice quickly, often in as little as 30 minutes, and you're on the road to feeling better. Don't depend on artificial aids to counteract indigestion when Carter's Little Liver Pills aid digestion after nature's own order. Take Carter's Little Liver Pills as directed. Get them at any drugstore, only 25 cents. It's Wild Root Cream of Charlie. It keeps your hair in trim. You see, it's non-alcoholic Charlie. Yeah. Made with pseudo-anolin. Certainly. It's Wild Root Cream of Charlie. Yes. Start using it today. Oh. That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. You put him on the stand and you get it from him. Oh, we get it from him. Yes, no problem. We get it from him. Colonel Jessup, isn't it true that you ordered the code red on Santiago? Listen, we're all a little... Eh, I'm sorry, your time's run out. What do we have for the losers, Judge? Well, for our defendants, it's a lifetime at exotic Fort Leavenworth. And for defense counsel Kathy, that's right, it's a court-martial. Yes, Johnny, after falsely accusing a highly decorated Marine officer of conspiracy and perjury, Lieutenant Kathy will have a long and prosperous career teaching typewriter maintenance at the Rocco Colombo School for Women. Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Galactically stupid! Galactically stupid! Galactically stupid! If you don't know what this is all about, you'll have to get with me. 
take the word flu and the coronavirus. What do you got? The Florona. If you sell $10,000 worth of this stock, I will personally give you, and I hope it happens. <laughs> Hello, John. How are you doing today? You mailed in my company a postcard a few weeks back requesting information on penny stocks that had huge upside potential with very little downside risk. Does that ring a bell? Sounds to me like the White House Press Corps Secretary, whatever her name is, BBBBBooBoo. <sighs> okay, great. Well, reason for the call today, John, is something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. You got a minute? It sounds like a pharmaceutical company getting ready to tell us that we need to take a shot in our big toe. Name of the company, Aerotine International. It is a cutting-edge, high-tech firm out of the Midwest awaiting imminent patent approval on a next generation of radar detectors that have both huge military and civilian applications. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. Your profit on a mere $6,000 investment would be upwards of $60,000. Yes, the lemmings, the Pied Piper and the lemmings. Everything about today's show is about lemmings who don't think. And I can tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, yeah, I'm a pistol, but somebody has to call it out. That's my mortgage, man. Exactly, you could pay off your mortgage. This stock will pay off my house. John, one thing I can promise you, even in this market, is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. And in the case of Aerotine, based on every technical factor out there, John, we are looking at a grand slam home run. Four thousand, that'd be forty thousand shares, John. Let me lock in that trade right now and get back to you with my secretary with an exact confirmation. Sound good, John? Good. Great. Hey John, thank you for your vote of confidence and welcome to the Investor Center. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Bye bye. How'd you fucking do that? <laughs> just like that I made two grand. The other guys looked at me like I just Wagner is a, uh, an amazing uh, composer. This is uh, part of the Valkyries. Because he's German, he's been uh, scraped just about from a lot of the history. You might remember this from the movie Apocalypse Now. You might remember the scene where the Hueys, those are helicopters, gunships, Robert Duvall... This was really one of his make-or-break movies. He's got his cowboy hat on. They're coming in on the beaches. They're lighting up everything. Our guys are jumping out, kicking ass, taking names. A lot of guys joined service, went into the military, became law enforcement officers, a lot of that stuff because of this movie. 
In a way, it was sort of like the movie with John Wayne called Green Berets. Take a look at that. It was also a little bit like the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Got people kind of pumped up. American Sniper, same thing. And always remember, never forget, the amount of money that our government spends on movies, subsidizing them, is unbelievable. That's why I say there's no such thing as journalism. It's all propaganda. Always has been. Always will be. I'll leave you with this one more thing think for yourself don't think outside of the box begin by rejecting the box even exists with that we're out of here tip a canoe and tyler too we'll play this out and we're done Thanks for joining me. We'll see you on Tuesday. I'll be back in town, and God only knows what I'll come up over the weekend. Be good. Be careful. Live long and prosper. Rock on, Spock.